Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Shatter Dive nerf that is coming. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, any of the places that SNTR Presents shows up as a podcast, you can always catch me live. SNTRlive.com will bring you to my YouTube channel where we do these live. Uh, and then we also have the upload channel where you might be watching this. Be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. That's going to be our central hub for everything with lots of new features and packages coming very, very soon. So, what is going on with Shatter Dive? This kind of became the front burner stasis, you know, criticism in the Crucible. You know, when, when stasis first showed up at the beginning of Beyond Light, it got hit pretty hard from a couple of different angles. And then a lot of people started saying that Shatter Dive started to kind of emerge as one of the more broken uh, elements of the Hunter. I remember very early on th- saying that I thought that the hunter was sort of the sleeper in the stasis, you know, bills. I felt like that he felt the best even in PVE. And then he seemed to start emerging as one of the better uh, classes to use in the Crucible as well. So Bungie actually announced they will be toning down the impact of the Hunter Stasis Ability Shatter Dive in their weekly TWAB blog post. Many in the community were calling for Bungie to look at the ability as it was growing in prominence in the Crucible. The end of the section in their post also indicated that they want to continue looking at the role of abilities in the PvP experience in Destiny 2 as abilities are starting to take front seat while while gunplay is feeling somewhat sidelined, even though the actual gun meta is being praised by many as being in one of the better places that it's ever been, Bungie's going to be evaluating the relationship between how often are ability kills happening versus how often gun kills are happening. So let's just talk about what did they say? What are they actually doing to the Shatter Dive ability? And this is spelled in a variety of ways. Sometimes I copied this directly from their blog and they have Shatter Dive as two words and as one word. So I'm not really sure what we're supposed to do with it, right? So they want to reduce the potency of Shatter Dive plus Whisper of Fissures against Guardians going live in update 3.0.2. So Shatter Dive now has damage fall off versus unfrozen targets. Max range damage has been reduced from 50 to 5. Damage reduction during ability uh, has been reduced from 50 to 25%. Obviously, anytime you're kind of hovering in the air to use an ability, they want to give you some damage reduction. So, But 50 was pretty extreme. They're dropping it to 25. Now, they're not just messing with Shatter Dive. This is something that should please people. They're not just sort of, you know, murdering you know, murdering the actual ability. They're also looking at Whisper of Fissures. Whisper of Fissures was one of the main things folks were pointing at as that was the leading cause that it was so frustrating in the Crucible. They're going to reduce the max min damage versus non-super players from a range of 42 to 22 down to a range of 30 to 4. Uh, They're going to reduce the max min damage versus super players from a range of 42 to 22 down to a range of 16 to 2 and reduce detonation radius versus players from 10 meters to 9 meters. Now, you can quickly see one of the things that's praiseworthy here, regardless of where you land on whether or not they should or shouldn't have nerfed this ability. They're doing this in a way that should not affect PvEE. Right? We've got non-super players, we've got super players, and then just regular players. So, ideally, what this means is, is that PvE should remain completely unaffected. Now, it's interesting, in times past, they they basically have not really done this. They've done a few gun tweaks here and there historically where they they split it down the middle. This is one of the first times I think I've ever seen an ability get a specific tweak with respect to the damage it does to a guardian. Now, this may be because of some of the changes they made with the scripting and things in the background. It's possible that that element of the discussion has now enabled them to do these tweaks on one side of the game or another so that we don't feel like, hey, we just got these cool new powers and you're messing with us, you know, and, and you're messing with it as soon as we got it. The other thing they want to do here, it says at the bottom, investigate the efficacy of the Stasis Titan Behemoth Super. We want to let the above change settle to see where the Behemoth stands in our PvP hierarchy, but this is next on our radar. So a lot of people were saying, you know, the Titan had some things in its in its toolbox that were a little wild, and, you know, that it felt like it was a little bit strong. You know, Warlocks have, have been decried as not being the greatest uh, in a Crucible with their Stasis. 
it might be mainly because of Shatter Dive and some of the behemoth super elements that have been going on. So it is it is possible that they're wanting some of the dust to settle here and then maybe warlocks don't feel so neglected in the stasis uh, of the sandbox. Now, the, the future of the Crucible is also in question here. I mean, I've, I've said you know, numerously, yeah, numerous times recently that it is difficult to see where Bungie wants to go with the Crucible. I, I continue to say there, there's got to be a vision cast. Where are you actually trying to go? Where do you see trials fitting in the future of the game, especially considering how much they're really trying to amp up the space magic? I pointed to the fact that we just got a darkness subclass. They're going to spend the seasons within year four adding to that subclass and then it's pretty much confirmed by Luke Smith. There are more darkness subclasses on the horizon. Where does a competitive gun-based crucible fit in that world? So they outlined two midterm goals. Improve PvP subclass usage and win rate balance. They want to address stasis ability outliers. That'll help them lower the ceiling, but they also want to pull up the underperforming light subclasses. We kind of knew this was going to happen. You know, the new hotness kind of takes over, and then the old stuff just kind of gets pushed by the wayside or doesn't feel quite strong enough. They're going to try to address that. Midterm goal, review our ability to uh, gunplay balance in PvP. So ability to gunplay balance is sort of in a weird spot right now. Some of that is because of stasis. Some of that is likely because of Shatter Dive's rhythm of appearance, how often it can show up, especially if you're playing against multiple hunters in a given game. So here they outline some of what they mean by this. They said, all right, we've, you know, Destiny is a game about both explosive space magic moments and an intrinsically satisfying gunplay. Especially in our 3v3 playlist, the usage of abilities has climbed as we introduce more and more ways to charge them quickly. We're still in very early discussions, but we're looking into restoring a better balance where proper gunplay is rewarding in these playlists. So they're admitting it's a little imbalanced, right? You know, they're not necessarily giving that sense of like gunplays as rewarding as the actual stasis abilities. I thought that Light Leap summarized this really well on the recent episode of the Rageous Roundtable where he said abilities should be there to like make space and they're not. Abilities are being harnessed for kills. And we I thought that was a good way to look at it. That abilities are generally supposed to use to finish somebody off or make space or opportunities on the map and they're becoming the means of killing killing as opposed to opening up opportunities for killing uh, or, or, you know, or finishing somebody off. And so abilities are starting to trump out and win against the, uh, the guns in the game. They're not feeling like, you know, you can go a whole game sometimes and probably not even feel like you need to shoot your gun if you're specced out properly. Which is weird because everybody's saying how good the gun meta is right now. The guns are in such a good place, but they don't feel like the ability to gun ratio. I mean, Bungie's basically admitting it's not as balanced as they'd like it to be. Uh, Lastly, let's talk about Two Worlds Collide. More and more, it feels like Bungie has two worlds internally that continue to collide. One world is fighting for more space magic, abilities, and power. The other world is asking for a stripped-down, more gun-based, competitive player-versus-player environment. Beyond Light began a journey of more abilities, customization, and dark subclasses. The road seems to be set on a trajectory that will continue to intersect with and cause friction with the 3v3 competitive side of the game we recently asked does trials of osiris even fit into the game anymore and this is primarily the reason why i believe these two worlds colliding is sort of why we're feeling that strange tension of player-based numbers are down for trials they'll likely go up next season with the new loot but is trials going to continue to feel like it's not really fitting in in the group setting you know it's not wearing the right outfit as it were if you go to a gathering you know everybody's wearing tuxedos trials is like dressed for you know battle it doesn't seem to fit with where the game is going which is an interesting thing that they outline even recently in this twab that the 3v3 competitive realm is where they're sort of seeing this lack of balance between gunplay to ability so I love the cocktail of trials. I think it's such a great blend of the best things about Destiny. The chess match of the supers, the 3v3 elimination, the need to go flawless. So, you know, Bungie's mid and long-term goals are something I'm really waiting to see because it doesn't really seem like these two worlds can coexist as they continue to collide every time new powers, exotics, or abilities 
land in the game. So we're going to transition to Q&A. Don't go anywhere if you're in the live audience. If you're listening to this recording, there's usually a card up in the corner to join us on the live stream. Head on over and hang out with us live on the sntrlive.com YouTube channel. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the nerf to shatter dive. If you're listening to this or watching this elsewhere, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. That actually brings you to my YouTube channel where we do the live streams. We do those Monday through Friday during the day and we'd love to see you show up. Uh, also be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com. We got a lot of good new features coming very, very soon. First question from Joseph says, Would it make sense for Bungie to make a new gun perk uh, that have more utility and synergy with abilities and supers, such as a stasis auto that freezes on kills, allowing the aspects and fragments to work? This is honestly what I thought they were going to be doing when we saw some of the early screenshots. If you guys remember when they when they revealed the stasis supers for, for Beyond Light, they revealed them in pieces. So each time we got a couple more glimpses at the aspects and fragments. And I remember when I first saw them, that was my first thought. Oh wow, stasis weapons are going to be really beneficial in because they'll be working in tandem with these aspects and fragments. Unfortunately, we didn't get stasis weapons. We got a stasis weapon that is actually not even that good. It's honestly it's good for <laughs> it's good for uh completing stasis bounties and that's about it, right? And so stasis weapons interacting with you know the utility of the aspects and fragments could have been pretty dope. It's very clear at this point in time that Bungie did not have any intentions of doing that. If they did, it got shelved. I mean, they're not as far as I can tell, the aspects and fragments are 100% built for the subclasses, the supers and the abilities. They have nothing to do um with uh stasis weapons. Uh if if they were to suddenly bring in stasis weapons into the game, there would be a handful of ground level things they'd have to do. Number one, they'd have to consider going with the system that I've outlined where you can change the element on the weapon because there'd be almost no stasis weapons. Like The archetypal vacancies are already a problem and they would create more by suddenly being like, here's an auto rifle that's stasis or here's a pulse rifle that's stasis. They clearly can't add that many weapons to begin with. They're already struggling uh, within the realm of bandwidth. So th- this would this would be one of those times, I think, where you'd have to ask the question, can they? No, I don't think right now that they can. I think they prove with the quantity during Beyond Light, they are not in a position to actually add stasis weapons as like another legendary elemental weapon type, okay? Um, second... If they can't do it now, how could they do it in the future? I truly think the only way you do that is with a true elemental weapon system that allows you to change your elements. Now, a lot of people think that's a pipe dream. They know that I, you know, I I bang on that drum all the time. They're like, Lono, you are never going to get that. They're never going to do that. But in my mind, that's the only way you're going to get legendary stasis weapons. Outside of that, there's not enough room in the actual loot pool itself, in the gun pool. There's not enough room to do it. They would immediately run into problems that are, you know, that, that they've already dealt with in the past, which is, you know, they, they don't have enough of a certain weapon type or, you know, they've added wave frame grenade launchers. They've added, you know, there's fusion rifles. There's a, there's a lot of archetypes that tend to get ignored and don't get a ton of love. You get like one or two every once in a while. And that I think is also going to be a challenge anytime you consider weapon distribution so you know I love the idea it's looking like it's probably never going to happen and the only way it would happen is is a giant if you know they would they would have to completely change the the structure of the weapon system um he's asking about exotic armor like perks on weapons well, he's saying, what if they, for Bungie to make new gun perks that have more utility and synergy with abilities and supers, such as stasis auto that freezes on kills, allowing the aspects and fragments to work. He suggested an auto rifle, a stasis auto rifle. Um, 
you know, again, I, I just I don't see them doing that. I, I think I read the question correctly. Insomniac with a two dollar tip says, "I can see it now." A stasis auto rifle, the rage, right? Um, yeah. So you know, it, it's it's. I would say you know that the, the challenge is that they they've they've only got so many weapons they can add, and they sunset a bunch of weapons. So they're staring down two different barrels. One is not a lot of weapons, and two, they're staring down the barrel of you know a lot of a lot of archetypes that'll be missing or not or, or they got to fill in. And stasis would stand as as kind of crowding that loot pool. It's kind of like if you go into an environment and there's four weapons that can drop, and you're really really wanting one of those weapons. Well, the odds are kind of bad, right? There's four possible weapons that can drop at the end. So it's a one in four chance to even get it. And then if you get it, then you're worried about the perks. If they came in and added a fifth gun to that pool, that wouldn't help you at all. It would make things worse. Well, think about that right now with weapon distribution. They're struggling with weapon distribution and filling in archetypal vacancies. And if they suddenly came in and said, well, now we have stasis legendary weapons. Same idea, right? You're adding more quantity, which makes dispersion more difficult like the dispersal of the weapons as far as like where they end up so I would love for there to be stasis weapons in the game that weren't always made you know made it as an exotic we're probably going to get a couple more I would think you know as as the year goes on there'll be a couple more exotics that have stasis so you know without a total weapons overhaul it, it won't happen now the real question becomes you know what's going to happen when there's another dark subclass in the game? Aren't we going to really start to wonder why we have no guns that actually offer those as elemental burns as a possibility? You know, and they're... What are they going to do? Are there, there going to be poison weapons? Or are there going to be blight weapons? Well, right now, the only time you see poison and blight, where are they? They're on exotics, right? All signs kind of point to we're going to continue using the light-based subclass elements on weapons, and if we get something like blight, poison, or stasis, they show up on exotics. This is one of the reasons why I think those are the two other subclasses we're getting. They've already given us hints with the actual exotics themselves, showing that like if these other darkness powers are showing up on weapons, they're only going to show up on an exotic. Techno Tyrant says, why did it take so long to nerf Shatterdive when Bungie nerfed the Warlock Melee so much faster? This is one of those times where I'm not gonna really I'm not gonna really beat them up about this. First and foremost, the initial changes were super, super fast and they were extremely welcomed. Not almost nobody looked at those patch notes for that first pass on stasis that they did almost nobody was like this is absolutely ridiculous this is an outrage most of us looked at it and we were like this is exactly what needed to happen freeze duration was ridiculous the cold snap grenade was out of control the warlock melee was pretty frustrating you know stasis had caused you know so many issues almost immediately that they felt like needed to be addressed okay now, Shatterdive did not immediately, you know, a week or two later, un, 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 like unveil itself to be a huge, huge problem. The more, the more the weeks went on, the the fissures, the, the you know, the fragments got distributed through the community because those are pretty grindy. And the more they got distributed, the more people had them. Then a couple YouTubers make a couple videos, talk about how it's busted. Everybody goes and gets all the fissures and all of the fragments, and then it spreads, 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 spreads. People complain, people complain, people complain. Time to nerf. That's generally how it rippled through the community. So they didn't. I don't think. I don't think they looked at the situation. They were like, well, let's just ignore stasis. It's not that big of a deal. Um, it was, you know, like what, what Eugene is saying, like not everybody even had the shatter dive yet. You had to get the aspect first. Then you had to get the fragments to like really make it a problem. Um, so, yo, what's good tame. Uh, yeah. So th- this, this was a unique situation. I, I actually think we should applaud the fact that the, the initial, you know, the initial nerf to stasis for the crucible was quick, and it was honestly pretty dadgum accurate. It was pretty on the money with what needed to happen. Obviously, we want to, we, you know, we we all admitted, and especially initially, we admitted this that like there were there were significant issues with what they did to the warlock melee. They really, really overswung on it, and because they overswung on it, 
everybody everybody obviously took you know took issue with it like well you have you've already immediately killed you've immediately killed this this great this great um you know ability that we had and now it's garbage especially if you were using it in if you were using it in the 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 pve environment the good news about the changes to shatter dive and this is again one of the reasons you should be celebrating the fact that they took their time with it is number one they address both shatter dive and the fragment and the changes only affect the crucible so if it takes a little bit longer for something to get changed and it's more nuanced and more uh, you know more approached with some balance and some intelligence as opposed to just, just hack it down to the ground like they did with the warlock melee um and because it's only affecting pvp i don't know i feel like people should celebrate that i feel like that's a that's a cause for uh you know hey they're finally getting to a place where they can make these changes isolate them to the crucible uh, and not just completely obliterate them off the face of the earth. Shatter Dive is still going to show up. You're still going to get killed by it, but it's not going to be, you know, what it was, you know, before the nerf. So, why in the world does a fast, spammable AOE ability need any sort of a damage resist? Well, I think it's because of how anytime you're going to jump into the air purely to do the ability, you're you're having to take a risk. So they give you a little damage reduction. Um, you know, you you can do like a shoulder charge. You can do just running around a corner, uh, and and this this feels different. It's like you actually have to jump in the air. The fifty percent damage reduction did seem extreme. I was like, you know, I'm thinking ten percent would be fine. You know, a ten or a fifteen, they're dropping it to twenty five percent. So. I think it's because of the the mindset is you're going to jump over something and in that time that you're doing it like while you're going down they want to see that they want to see the ability come to completion and who knows maybe in their testing they were like anybody doing this is getting popped you know they're on their way to the ground and you just trace them as they go down and then they die keep in mind it's only during the ability it's not just like oh yeah jump in the air and you're getting a damage reduction from the time they do it from the time they hit the ground they're getting a damage reduction it's unlikely that a lot of the times you're even going to have the ability to kill them before they hit the ground even without it again i don't even know why they needed it because it is so fast but i think again the idea is the risk of like going up in the air and trying to pull it off maybe again in their testing they saw that people weren't able to complete the animation enough because time to kill is pretty fast for a lot of these hand cannons now you know there's a there's a there's a there's a handful of uh you know there's a handful of positions and guns you can use to to take people down pretty quickly especially when they're trying to jump in the air to slam the ground shifty jeans says as much as I want the new darkness subclasses, I don't see them coming as fast as Witch Queen. Stasis on its own has driven a large population from the game. That's pure speculation. Do you think adding two more subclasses to the pool is viable for the community to handle? Your speculation about people leaving due to stasis is unbacked. I mean, the, the, the player base numbers have followed a similar rhythm every year. Around this time, we're in the nine, the eight hundred to nine hundred thousand players a day. Um, you know, PVP players leaving because of because of stasis. PVP PVP player numbers are always all over the place. They're the most disloyal members of the community, and I'm not saying that with with a slight in mind. They're the quickest ones to be like, "I'm bored. I'm done. I'm bored. I'm done." Right? As soon as we got in the season of dawn, we got maybe three weeks in the season of dawn, and the crucible numbers plummeted. As soon as matchmaking got fiddled with, they were like, "I'm not playing. I'm out." I mean. PvP players in general, like I said, they feel like they have the most fickle loyalty to the game. I've watched the numbers pretty carefully over the years, and the PvP numbers are always the fastest to drop. They, they, they are. They're always the fastest to drop. And we usually cited that as like, you know, there's nothing to do. They don't have anything to do. So I'm not saying that like stasis hasn't contributed to people leaving, but I don't think stasis is driving, as you're saying, it's driven a large population from the game. I simply don't buy that. Um, you know, the, the the reasons for people leaving are nuanced. They're always all over the place. You know, plenty of people are still playing PVE, and the daily player base numbers look fine to me. I don't see anything alarming other than the trials engagement numbers are worrying, but the, it's also something that was super super delayed, and then it launched with nothing nothing that special. 
Um, you know, there's nothing that special about it. The adept weapons aren't that good. So people waited all that time for trials to come back. And it's kind of like, eh, like, you know, there's nothing really driving. So I would, I would not accept your premise. And I also don't accept your conclusion that like, well, your prediction that state another subclass isn't coming with witch queen. I mean, I will literally put, I would, I would put money on it. I would put money on it. I would bet on it. We are getting another dark subclass in Witch Queen. I would put money on the table and say, yep, that is going to happen. And I will win that bet. We know more darkness subclasses are coming. And every expansion, we go to a new never before seen area. It's set. It's set. One of those weird pyramid floaty ships is going to land on the new destination that little sepulcher whatever it was that we went to to focus our powers they're going to do that on the new destination and Eris is going to be there instructing us to go over to it just the same way the stranger was so the, the pattern is set they're doing this for the next couple of years and lightfall will be you know the big change because we'll have three dark and three light um, yeah the ziggurat yeah such a weird name I think that thing is going to show up at the next destination. It's going to call us to the next destination and teach us how to focus the powers just like that one did. Um, didn't he confirm we get a new subclass with every new expansion? I don't think that was confirmed. No, I think he did inadvertently confirm there will be more dark subclasses. And to me, when he said strongly in the one Vidoc, every expansion will have a new, never-before-seen destination... I'm telling you, those are those are the origins of our of our new subclasses every time. The same way that Europa was the origin for stasis, I believe there's a poison slash like corruption one coming next, and then a blighted one from Lightfall, which I believe the Drifter will help us with. Because if there's anybody familiar with blighted and taken powers, it's that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, even the menu says dark subclasses. It's like ready for it to be uh plural <laughs> we picked up on that during the one uh the one reveal we're like it literally says dark subclasses it's plural it's plural oh my gosh um i predicted before we even saw that i said i bet you we get one a year i bet i bet you we get one a year and throughout those years they're going to try and bring the light ones over to the aspects and fragment system i i don't know i, I they, they can't leave the light ones over there like that for too long i would i would guess I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure you didn't check. Uh, you don't check up on Reddit. However, there's an excellent post titled "Bungie: The January Twab Has Only Further Tipped Players and Content Creators Against Sunsetting." Right. The Great Ziggurat. It's a temple. Oh, it's a real place. Ziggurat of Ur. Uh, same and Beyond Light. The name came from this. Cool. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. That came from the pyramid ships, right? I mean, I'm imagining they can do that on any planet, like land it and help us focus the power. So, see my pink badge? That's a purple badge. You know, whatever. But, you know, it, at least it looks purple to me. It is a little pink, isn't it? A little fuchsia. Uh, Whiskey Zero. A bit off topic, but what have been some of your favorite moments in Destiny and likewise some of the worst, not including the shenanigans from the summer? <laughs> Yeah, having a community manager publicly lie about you is not really enjoyable. Um, you know, I, my favorite moment was when we finally beat Oryx. Uh, when we finally beat Oryx, that was a really, really fun moment. Community convinced me to do it on stream, and that raid changed my career in broadcasting and live entertainment. Um, and then, you know, my other favorite moments were grinding out Wrath of the Machine all the time with people. I thought that was really fun finally figuring out you know that we could do I w- when I finally mastered like double and triple cannon that was really really fun I would say some of the worst moments the lowest moments was when um, the community abandoned the game and a lot of the content creators started sort of taking swipes at me because I stuck it out and kept playing um, and could easily ride the top of the directory even though the game stunk what I offered was like different and special because we just were kind of weathering the storm together and um, that was a pretty low moment um, because it was like and then I didn't get invited to that first summit because people were doing the same thing they they didn't want me to be included in stuff so they got me you know they got me blocked 
uh, from going to that. You know, that was a form of that was that was kind of the beginning of them, you know, using their influence to get me unincluded and stuff. And so that kind of stunk. It was like I was one of the only people to stick it out with the game and have conversations in Q&A every day. And they had already started to see like my power and my my influence was growing and they, they wanted to limit it. Um, yeah, Niobe Labs was really frustrating. That was another time where I'm confident that was that was on purpose. We had solved it. We had actually solved the puzzle that nobody could solve. And it was like a Friday afternoon. We had solved it. And I said, all right, let's take a crack at it tomorrow. We were literally going to boot up on Saturday. I was because I needed a good team. I didn't have my good team, but I had solved the puzzle. I had solved the puzzle on stream. And I was like, this is what we need to do. And the people that were playing with me weren't very good. Like they, they were just in there to try to help me, but they weren't like, they weren't super well versed in the fight. So I had some people that are like, dude, we can boot up tomorrow and help you with this. They're like, we think you've got it. Okay. Then Bungie mysteriously decides to give a clue on a Friday night so that one of the, I guess one of their new chosen streamers could boot up and defeat it with the help of raid secrets. So that was the beginning of some of my paranoia that there were things going on in the background to try to undercut me and to try to work against me because we 100% solved the puzzle. We knew what the four, what the three symbols meant with the three different swords and the three different uh, element symbols. We had solved it. And I'm convinced to this day that somebody from Bungie was watching and they were like, he solved it. They're going to try and beat it tomorrow. And I think they scrambled to put out a clue on a Friday night after saying they weren't going to do a clue and they gave people like a 45 minute heads up. They also revealed the clue after I had shut down my stream, which again, again, it just added to my paranoia at the time. Like, what the frick is going on? Like, why would you randomly do this? And it was super hard not to be like, this was a planned thing. You guys did this on purpose. You didn't want to crown me Victor and have to name me in a blog. Why? Because there were people in the background at the time who had who had gotten me sort of blacklisted at Bungie. So the whole thing stunk. And from then on out, I, w- I always could tell that there was just some kind of a weird rift going on that like they had they had plotted with Bungie and others to work against me like this is why I'm convinced that if we did an actual you know court case and subpoenaed DMs and emails and stuff it would it would crack open a whole Pandora's box of nonsense that was going on um, all kind of business disruption and marking for exclusion and blacklisting not just me I'm sure plenty of others um, you don't believe that for a second I don't care if you believe it it's what happened that is literally what happened everybody was super suspicious because they had just got done saying they weren't going to give any clues they had just got done saying that the day before the day before on Thursday they were like we're not going to give any clues you have everything you need I solve it on a Friday afternoon an hour later they give a clue and give people this teeny tiny window to boot up and take a crack at it like I don't know how you look at that and think that that was all just pure coincidence like it was 100% in response to the fact that we had solved it. Um, they, within 24 hours, changed their mind about giving a clue. And the only thing that happened in that 24-hour period was that we had legitimately solved the puzzle and we were going to try on Saturday. So, they, 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 within 24 hours, were like, well, we better give a clue. And the only thing that changed was the fact that we actually had solved it. So, <laughs> come on. Um, and I know that I got blocked from events and I know that they blacklisted me. They basically publicly admitted this. So they publicly admitted that, that they had, that they had been basically told to not work with me. And, um, it, it, there were many, there were many symptoms of that, of that tense relationship that I had with them because, you know, I didn't know what they had been told. I didn't know who had gone to them, but I knew something had happened. So those were the low points for me because it was like the game and the community that I loved it was like well and then like I would try to tell you guys what was going on and people would do the exact same thing that Big Mouth Strike did they would they would be like oh you're just paranoid or oh you're just you know you're just imagining things they they diminish what I know is happening by being like oh you're just delusional or you're just paranoid so anytime I would try to bring it up that was essentially what would happen is people would kind of brush it off as if like there's no way that's happening there's no way that they did that and it's like okay you know but 
now you're starting to see behind the curtain and you're seeing that yes indeed those sort of things did um did do it you know what i mean you didn't know you're the first to beat it yeah we solved the puzzle because the solution to the puzzle was literally what i outlined on stream that afternoon so um you need to hear the other side sometimes from a neutral source with nothing to gain i your input on the matter doesn't matter it happened to me regularly there were regularly moments where they intentionally excluded me from stuff they would tell other streamers about things that were coming so I wouldn't know it was coming and then some people were like I don't understand Lono why didn't you know about this why wouldn't they tell you you're always at the top of the directory you make somebody feel isolated excluded and marked and when you do that you hope that they that they crack or they get up they get upset it, like it makes them it makes them feel isolated it's 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 a classic manipulation tactic to 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 push somebody into a um to push somebody into a you know um, a a position of feeling like they don't belong uh, and that's that's what was going on all the time um, all the time so. In any case, in any case, the highest moments for me were mostly in Destiny 1. They really, really were. Um, And then the lowest points were mostly in Destiny 2 because there was always that lingering sense of like, they don't, they don't want me. They don't like me. You know what I mean? Um, I I dealt with this. um, I dealt with this the entire life of Destiny 2. So... I'm not trying to be smart with this going in the Q&A VOD. Yeah, I don't care if it's in the Q&A. It's what happened. It's what happened to me. Um, they they consistently did that, you know? They consistently did that to me. It was, it was very, very calculated. And they assured me that there were going to be other summits that I would be invited to, and I never was. They did that, to, you know, to calm me down and shut me up, and then they never invited me to anything. It was all bogus. Never once did the CM shout you out. Yeah, don't you remember? You guys all got angry. See, now you're starting to remember. When they talked about, oh, it was so good to see, and they named three people that were working on the corridor, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, on Niobe Labs overnight, and they intentionally excluded me. You don't remember that? They intentionally excluded me when they like mentioned all the people that worked on Niobe Labs overnight, and I was one of the ones who actually did it. One of the people they named bailed at like 10 o'clock. Like I stayed up through the night trying to figure it out. And they 100% intentionally omitted my name. And people were like asking them about it. They're like, why are you not including him? Why aren't you listing him? They were doing it on purpose. (laughs) It was on purpose. They were sending a message. They were sending a message. They wanted people to know that, that they didn't like me. You know? They wanted people to know that they didn't like me. Arnold coming in with the next question. Let's say Bungie nerfed Shatter Die. Well, they are. Uh, what do you think's next in line that'll be on the chopping board? Well, they say right here the next thing they're looking at is the Titan Behemoth Super. Um, so th- th- that's the next thing they're looking at. So more than likely, more than likely, that is uh, that's the next thing they're going to look at. But they want to let the rest of the Crucible kind of shake out and see where the dust settles. So. Um, I remember reading about that before I became a fan of you. Yeah. Come on, man. <clears throat> so you worked at Bungie and they didn't like you, so they didn't give you any credit for the work and did then make a purpose to kind of shadow you. I don't know what you mean by shadow me. I mean, I've they've always watched my streams. I'm not stupid. They were watching my streams every day, dude. I know they were. <laughs> I know they were. We had uh, we had a way of knowing, we had a way of knowing when certain people were in the were were in the uh, in the chat. We had an alert system in the Discord that would tell us when certain people were in the chat. That's how I know they were watching when we solved corridor when we solved Niobe Labs. <laughs> I knew when they were in the chat. I got alerted to it, so it wasn't my paranoia. <laughs> so. Making it hard, keeping you in the dark on purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, getting mad about Bungie not including people in the community events is kind of dumb. There's thousands of people that participated and gave uh, their pattern corridors and didn't get a shout out. No, 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 no. You have to understand something. He specifically said, I enjoyed watching these streams 
of these people hanging in there overnight, you know, and doing the work. He was specifically shouting out streams he had been watching, and he 100% intentionally omitted me. <laughs> All right, see you, Hex. Um, uh, Lumberstone. Should Shatter Dive just be on an ability cooldown? I mean, there's a thing that... There's, a de- there's definitely a thing to look at with it, like the idea... I must have drive me crazy. The idea that like is does it need a cooldown? I don't necessarily think that's going to affect anything because if you think about it, it always needs a grenade. So what are you going to do? Give it a longer cooldown than a grenade? You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, no. You're you're not going to be able to do that. I don't think. I don't think you're going to be able to do that. You can't give it a longer cooldown um, than a grenade. That would be absurd. So if it's not a longer cooldown than a grenade, it's not going to matter. It, when you when you pair it with a grenade, that's when it's lethal. And so, I, I think a lot of people think this would help, but I don't. I truly don't think it would do anything. Most people aren't going in and like slamming like four times in a row. I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe because the remain the, the remnants don't they blow up the entire grenade wall anyway? It's not like there's something left around. I don't know. Um, so. <clears throat> <clears throat> slap a cap on the glacier CD maybe but again again, if you start over baking it and you start over legislating you're going to run into problems I think you're going to run into feeling like you know there. it's like you can overtune it overtuning would be the word I would use you don't want to overtune this um, your teammates can throw nades for you so you can do it almost continually you know, that's fine. You know, again, again, I don't know what kind of cooldown you're going to put on it. Because if you make the cooldown absurd, then it then it becomes like a, you overtuned it. You can shatter teammates' grenades. Like, I get that. I get that. I just, this is one of the reasons why we should celebrate when they do moderate changes, right? And not, uh, and not a bunch. Yeah, Arnold, you can only do two questions. Um, what's Bungie going to do with Shatter Dive? Like, are they going to fix it? Arnold, I f- are you trolling? You can't be trolling, right? The the changes are on the screen right now in the text. It says, what did Bungie say? And the changes are right there. I read through them earlier. Bungie posted a blog post last week. That's where I pulled that text from. you got to be trolling. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's... We re- we've been reading through it and talking about it today. It's on the screen. <laughs> it is kind of hard to read that text. I will give you that. I will give you that. Um, uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm a big supporter, but this sounds like a huge victim complex. Can we have Q&A? You can politely shut the frick up and never come back. I will talk about whatever the frick I want. I lost my entire livelihood. Could have lost my house. So shove your comment right up your ass. And get the frick out of my chat. Arnold with another question. I'm with you on the point where Destiny can't kill itself except Destiny. How do you see Destiny evolving beyond what it is? MMO ETC. I mean... It's one of those things where they, I don't necessarily know if they want to evolve beyond what it is. I think they like where it is. I think they're giving you more of what it has become right now. Like, this is, this isn't like a, I don't think they have like a three-year plan. Um, that's not like a, they don't have like a three-year plan to change the nature of Destiny. Like, it's going to become a different game or something. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, if if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna completely evolve the game, I don't think that they did anything with Beyond Light that's evolving the game. I mean, sure we have another way of interacting with our subclasses, but like, I don't necessarily think the actual system is 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 moving us to this. Like, oh, we're heading towards becoming like more of an MMO or more of a more of a shooter or something like. I just feel like they've added another subclass and like another way of interacting with that subclass. So I don't necessarily think we're going to evolve beyond what it is right now. 
I think what they're doing is that they're trying to give you, they're, they're almost trying to, I would say expand, not evolve. They, they want the game to expand. So like you have like this broad spectrum of things that you can equip and interact with and do. And if not, if like, and if that's, if that's where they're headed, then they always have ways to utilize those various things. Like you're going to have potentially like six subclasses, right? And then you just kind of pick between those six. Like they're expanding destiny. They're not necessarily evolving it. You've gotten more planets to, you know, visit or dungeons, raids, or new experiences. I don't really feel like they're evolving um, the game. Yeah, like expanding the foundation. That's how I would describe it. If this game was evolving into something else, holy moly, I mean, they're moving super, super slow because I don't think Beyond Light did anything really to significantly evolve the game. When I think about the game evolving, I would say the biggest evolution was when they shifted to a seasonal format, but even then, the core tenets of the game are the same. You're chasing loot, and you're repeating content loops. Like... That's 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 basically destiny. You're you're running small content loops and you're chasing loot. So I don't necessarily know if if we have any symptoms or any evidences right now that they're like they're evolving the game. Um, I think expanding is a better word. I'm sorry. The destiny evolving question was not something I asked uh, on one nineteen twenty one. Do you know how you got the questions after so many days? Um. These questions are all brand new today, bro. Like, that got submitted today. I'm not sure what you're doing. Um, again, I, I don't know. It, it, I, I can't tell if you're super confused or trolling. There's no way that that question hit the form today. These are all submitted today on the 18th, which you're in a different time zone, so it's the 19th. You literally submitted that today. Um, Nightbot doesn't grab questions from other times and days. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. Um, but yeah. Wolverine. After the information given on the TWAB, what is your opinion at, on their reluctance to not completely walk away from ability-based kills? Um, I'm not actually sure because it does definitely seem like they... It does seem that they want ability-based kills. Like, if you read this, this is how I read it, all right? When I look at these midterm goals, okay? I feel like I'm talking about, like, a midterm, like a quest, like a question, like a, like a quiz or something. You know, taking your midterm or whatever. Um, it says here, uh, review our ability to gunplay balance, okay? So, we're looking at restoring the balance between when proper gunplay is rewarding in these playlists. So... They're not actually saying that they don't want you to get ability kills. They even said, like, the usage of abilities has climbed as we introduce more and more. So they're they're not even saying that, like, ability kills is the problem. They're saying that ability usage has climbed. Do, do you see? It's They seem okay with ability kills being a thing. It's that, well, because the ability usage is climbing, gunplay feels less rewarding. They're not even necessarily saying that, like, people aren't getting kills with guns. They're saying, we want to restore a better balance where proper gunplay is rewarding in these playlists because it feels like it's not as rewarding. It feels more rewarding to lean on the abilities. Does that make sense? Like, they're setting up the Crucible in such a way as both are seeming to be equal options, right? The date says 15th in the corner. Oh, I forgot to change the date. I mean, that's on me. That's on me. I mean, that's just down there, though. Um, Sorry. I think that's what he's talking about. Yeah, he may have been confused. It said January 15th in the corner. I forgot to update that. Um, uh, We have found ways to have our abilities most of the time. Right, it even says here, it says, the usage of abilities climbed as we introduce more and more ways to charge them quickly. So, they don't necessarily think it doesn't seem to me that they have a problem with the fact that like you're getting lots of ability kills. That doesn't seem to be what the issue is. It seems to be that they're all they're constantly being used. We seem to constantly have them. We we we're always on this refresh of I've got my grenade up, I've got this up, I've got my up my, my ability up, I've got this blah, 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 and you 
and then you start to steamroll if you think about it because some of these builds feed off of each other and then you're always sort of in this position of dominance where you have control of the map and the kill flow by <laughs> by by creating an environment where guns feel like the backup option instead of feeling like kind of like what 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 lightly you know sort of tried to drive at on the uh, on the rageous round table the idea that um, your your abilities are used to like open up the play or end the play it's the opposite now right your guns feel like cleanup <laughs> do you see what I'm saying like I'm not saying it's like that all the time but I'm definitely saying that like it does seem that guns are sort of taking a backseat of, well, if I can't get them with my abilities, I'll pull the gun out and try and land a couple hits here, and then that'll be my that'll be my cleanup weapon or whatever. So, Ashen Hollow. Behemoth is up next on the chopping block, it seems like. Uh, what should we expect, do you think? I actually don't know what they're going to do to it. I don't. I'm not familiar with with exactly what it's doing, other than the fact that people talk about how it's insane mobility and it lasts a long time. Those are like the two things I typically hear from the community about the Behemoth Super. Is that it's so cr- the, the mobility is insane and um, and it, it, it seems like it lasts for like a super long time. So I could see them shave duration down a little bit and then, um, you know, I don't know if you want to take its mobility away somebody saying it's impossible to kill right um, th- this is always the delicate balance with supers because supers are supposed to be a, for- a force of, of reckoning on the battlefield they're supposed to be insanely strong uh, and if you, if you tune it down too much then nobody's going to want to use it um lower the health a bit, shorten the duration, the neutral game is fine. Right, like you don't want, if you slow it down, then it would cease to really feel like a super. Like you don't want to feel like you're crawling. Um, and so, usually when a super like this is being talked about, and people are zeroing in on duration, Bungie usually tweaks duration. Not because they take orders from the community, but generally because the community's usually not, you know, far off in left field on this stuff. You know? They're not. They're, they're usually not super far off on left field. Like they're allowed to, you know, voice their opinions. But also, when everybody's kind of saying the same thing, you know, you're you're probably you're probably gonna 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 land on. Oh yeah, the the, the duration is too long. You know. Yeah, Arnold, you still submitted two questions, so it's not gonna let you submit another one. How would you balance stasis classes if you had the power to? I'm not the right person to talk to about this because it does seem like Shattered Eye was the only real was the only real problem, and then the Titan Behemoth might need its duration toned down and maybe you know not be so impossible to kill. Um, so you know I I don't I don't have commentary on every single subclass. You know I I don't know the the the, the warlock the Morlock might be um, you know in a, in a better position to. To maybe get some love, I, I know the warlock stasis seems like it's not, you know, worth using. A lot of people kind of like feel like it kind of got sidelined. So, but that's plenty of questions. We got to about a forty-five minute runtime on this. That's totally fine. In a little bit, we're we're shifting gears to the other channel. So, if you're here live, don't go anywhere. If you're listening to the recording, you can always catch us live at sntrlive.com. sntrlive.com will bring you to the YouTube channel where we do these streams. And as always, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.